Welcome to Soba Sisters, the podcast. The podcast that helps you believe that living a life free from the chains of alcohol is possible for you. Megan has journeyed through low self-worth, financial struggles, a painful divorce, and an intimate battle with alcohol. She emerged victorious, reinventing her life into one of strength, resilience, and hope. This podcast is her heartfelt invitation for you to know you're not alone and a serene, fulfilling life is within your reach. Each episode promises honest conversation, empathetic support, and empowering wisdom. So join us. You're more than a listener here. You're part of our Soba Sisters community and journey towards hope and transformation. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode five of Soba Sisters, the podcast. I am so excited to have another amazing woman who came to Bali with me, and her name is Rachel, and we're just going to chat a little bit, and she's going to share a little bit of her story. So, hey, Rachel, welcome. Thanks so much for having me. This is so fun already. I know. Like, seriously, take us back. I just, that was like such a out-of-body experience I feel like yeah it really was it was nice to just step out and kind of have some time with expansion and growth and sharing connection it's great exactly absolutely so were you nervous when you booked the trip to Bali had you ever done anything like this before had you gone away on a retreat with a bunch of random women strangers that you had never met before (laughs) No, that was, I, I was, I was so excited. I, I saw your post and then I requested the itinerary. I got super excited about it, but I didn't want to make an impulse decision. I gave it 48 hours and then I booked it. I got the last spot and I was just thrilled. And I told my sister the week like that week leading up to it, I said, I miss these women already. And I haven't even met them yet because I knew it was going to be just really special time together. So no, I wasn't really nervous about the traveling. I thought it was going to be, I mean, that's an intense amount of travel, but I was ready for it. Um, It's definitely an experience. Um, But it was great to once we got there and kind of hearing and just even the communicating before of just everyone's kind of feelings about it and nerves and this and that. So it was really cool seeing so many people conquering fears and just doing it anyway. Like you, for example, like I I know you said how much your yes opened up so many opportunities for all of us. And I mean, I was mindful of that with our time together, like how amazing that opportunity was because I don't think I would have found myself there. I mean, that there at that time with these people, like it was just incredible. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like you just really hit it off with everybody. I mean, everybody really did get along well, but you know how it is. Like some people just, you know, you, you click a little bit more with other people. I feel like you definitely just clicked and like left a, a space in everybody's heart and really just you know, I, I admired that. And I, I don't know, I just think you're such an incredible person. And I just loved your energy, too. I mean, I could not keep up with you. And a couple of the other girls, like, it was like, nonstop go from like, the from 
from the get go from, you know, morning till night, like you wanted to just see it all. I loved it. Like every waterfall and, you know, everything like, is that normally your personality? You're just like on like, really? go, go, go. I'm high energy, but not always. I also am a big fan of naps. I was actually kind of surprised that I was like, so go, go, but it was like also really relaxing and opening and expansion, expansive opportunities. And so, yeah, it was definitely go, go, go. And also something I noticed, like you're mentioning being around strangers and stuff. I'm typically in groups really uncomfortable which I think is also that is partially what led to me drinking so much was just to pretend like I was comfortable. Um, but with these women, like I was just at ease and comfortable. I didn't feel out of place. And I learned in situations where I am uncomfortable, I'm so much more comfortable being uncomfortable than just doing the horrible things I used to do. So I can live with it. But yeah, it was just easy and wonderful and everyone was just ready to be open for anything so it's great yeah absolutely and so rachel was so kind enough to so okay everybody got well not everybody a bunch of the girls got tattoos one night and i was sort of on the fence and then at the last minute i was like i don't know this just sounds shady like getting a tattoo in a foreign country and i don't know i'm just and i'm scared and again like fear 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 all of my fears. And so I didn't go. And then the next day I saw like all the pictures and the videos and everyone's tattoos and just how amazing it was. And I was like, you know, what the heck? Like I'm here. You only live once. And thankfully one of the other girls, Jen was like, well, I'll go back with you. And so if it wasn't for Jen as well, like I wouldn't have went back and got the tattoo and you being an amazing nurse that you are were so kind and just you know came over and held my hand and it just like meant so much to me i mean i know it's just a tattoo but still like i just you know it really meant a lot that that you did that so thank you that's sweet and it was like an honor to to be that support person and it was it was really nice it's nice that you give yourself permission to change your mind. And, you know, like you might think one way, but then given more information and some time to think it over, then you, you know, we're all there to support like, yeah, okay, come on, let's do it. And the people who didn't want to get one, that's great too. And those of us that have it, like, you know, it's wonderful. Um, but yeah, that was a really nice experience. And just, yeah, seeing you kind of overcome that hesitation and then decide what's best for you and then going for it. That was, that was great. Yeah. And I feel like that was like kind of the main theme, at least for me of the entire trip was I just kept thinking if I can not drink and if I could quit drinking, I can literally, I can do anything. You know, I could fly in an airplane 30 hours. I can go get a tattoo. I can get in that freaking the swing and fly over the, um, you know, the freaking mountainside with like a super far drop down. Like I just kept saying that to myself, like I can, I can do hard things. I can, if I cannot drink, I can freaking do anything. And that was definitely like my motto, but you're right. Like nobody was like pressuring other people to do stuff. It was like, okay, like, well, yeah. we support whatever you, you know, whatever you want to do, which is great. Yeah. So let's just jump into your story. I would, I have heard like bits and pieces, you know, that we shared in our support circles in Bali. But um, so you are six months sober. Yes. I mean, six years. <laughs> oh, my God. I was must have been thinking about um, 
Oh my God. Too funny. You are six years sober. <laughs> Amazing. So what did you have like a rock bottom? What, what was your turning point or? I feel like I felt no sense of control. Like I would drink, even if I didn't necessarily feel like drinking, it was a habit. I was going to drink. And so it was like, sometimes things turned out fine. And sometimes it was a complete shit show. And I just had no idea what I was going to be getting into. And it didn't feel good to be out of control, but it had never occurred to me. I was just like, I was stuck and I, I didn't know what to do. I tried the moderating and tried, you know, oh, if I noticed this going on, then I know I've had too much to drink. And so I should cut back, like all those silly, stupid things that don't work. I tried all that. I had read a book called The Easy Way to Quit Smoking because I also smoked and that just helped unravel smoking for me. It was amazing. So the same, the guy wrote a book about alcohol and I ordered it. And then as it's on the way to my house, I went to a wedding in Key West, made a complete fool of myself, um, actually put a, my very best friend, um, it put us kind of in a rough place because of just the way I was behaving and the things I did. And of course, I was like blacked out and it was just, it was horrible. But when I came home, that book was there and I read it. It wasn't necessarily as good, I didn't think, as the quitting smoking book. But when I read it, I knew I had to buy into it. I knew like I could not go on this way anymore. Now I know there's a thing called quit lit. I didn't really, for me, it was like, this must be the one and only tool available to me. I don't know. Um, so now it's nice to know there's more things available, but that really helped me. And, um, it was just, it was just dark. I didn't like myself. I didn't trust myself, which is now that I do like and trust myself and love myself. And I've got a chance to know who I actually am. It's just a world of difference. And my very best friend, Dre, um, who passed away from metastatic breast cancer, um, she was along for the ride for many years. Um, and so the first few weeks when I would be counting the weeks and whatever, and she would just kind of, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then at one point, I don't remember the amount of time that it had passed before she was finally like, okay, all right. So I see you. <laughs> and I mean, it was, she was always, of course, supportive, but she had been hurt a lot by my drinking. So it was nice that she got to see me sober for almost a year before she died. And so that really meant a lot to me. And it also means so much to me that I, I will never pick up a drink in her name. You know, like I would never dishonor her memory, which I've, it's, she's been gone five years now. Um, but I felt all of that and it was, I needed to. So yeah, it was intense. So yeah, no direct one experience rock bottom, just many rock bottom after rock bottom and just doing all those things that you, you maybe don't remember, but then you regret. And the only way to make it better is to just shove it down and wait for enough time to pass so that you kind of forget about it. And that's no way to live. That's not living. Right. Exactly. And yeah, I feel the same way that rock bottom, it's not always like this one major event that happens. It's like sometimes these like little things that keep happening over time. And 
ultimately it is just like a feeling where we hit a point where we're like, okay, like this, this can't be life. I, you know, something has to, has to, has to change. And I love too, how you said like that at first, um, Dre was like, okay, all right. Yeah, sure. You're going to quit drinking. Cause you know, our loved ones have like heard that a million times. We're like, okay, I'm quitting drinking. And then like we last three days and then like, we forget all about it. And we're like, okay, well, I, I wasn't that bad. I'm going to like control it this time. I'm going to like moderate it. I'm going to do it in like a, a normal way. So I'm, I'm totally fine. So yeah, they've heard like the song and dance before. So it takes a little time for people to be like, oh, okay, you're really serious this time. And you're really doing the work. So that's amazing. That's like something really good to point out because people, you know, it's like, we wonder like, why isn't everyone supporting me? Why are they like, don't think this is a big deal. And it's sometimes it takes a little bit to like earn the trust back and to just prove we're serious this time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And quit lit. I love it. How you, you know, you thought like that could have been like the only book out there on like quitting drinking that there was, <laughs> you didn't realize there was a term at the time. Well, I don't even know when it was invented, but quit lit book. So if, if anyone's listening, quit lit is just like, quit literature. They're books on quitting drinking. It's just like, you know what, when I started my Instagram page in June of 2021, I literally thought I was like one of the first sober accounts. <laughs> I didn't realize there was like a whole world of people. Like I just knew I quit drinking. I was about six months sober at the time. And I was like, I need to share this with everyone. I'm going to start a page. And I had, I didn't even realize like at the time how big it was. And then once you start opening your eyes and, and learning everything that's out there now for help. It's just absolutely incredible. Can I point out? Yes, that's so true. I would like to point out, um, and I've kind of told you this before, I'm just so impressed. Like you were just immediately like out there and raring to go with it. Um, I was completely different. Um, it took me a while to shed that identity and the shame and the shadow. And that took a while to kind of peel off and then to then feel almost like a blank slate and like, okay, so who am I? It was, I had it so twisted in my identity. And so it took a while to figure out like, then who am I actually? And then that discovery was really fun. And then it took a few years before people who I built friendships with that I wouldn't have in my drinking days, people who are so precious to me now to even maybe start opening up to them about what I had done or been through or like this other person or ways that I used to be. Um, but it was almost like I needed that distance and to see who I was before I was really ready to open up. So I love, I mean, it's just everyone's journey is so different, but seeing you just like, you know, hit the ground running. I was, I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. And I, thank you for that. And it is weird sometimes. I mean, I've definitely always been pretty open and trustful people, which has sometimes hurt me. And even though when I told my family that I was going to be starting it, they weren't like, totally like, yeah, that's great. They were like, I don't know, like, that's, uh, you know, definitely even my sister, she just like, didn't love the idea. But then once she saw like, you know, what I was doing, and I just believed in it so much, then she's like, wow, this is like really crazy. And she even like shared it on her Facebook page recently, like, what I was working on. And I was like, Oh, um, and, and she called me or I think she texted me and said, like, I'm so proud of you. And she's not really like, like that. So like, mushy like that. 
So I was like, oh my God. So for her to say that just really, you know, meant so much. And I think six years ago too, when you first were getting sober, like it wasn't what it is exactly today. I mean, the sober community on the, online, I feel like really blew up during the pandemic. Um, mm. So it was there, like, people had accounts, but it was nothing, you know, of what it is. So I think that that at the time for you to kind of be like, I'm just going to sort of keep this to myself and is was right on with like where things were during that time. Yeah. So, okay, you read a book and my the catalyst for me as well was reading a book when I read We Are the Luckiest was just huge for me and eye opening and helps me realize like that I'm not alone. And she was able to put into words for me. Then did so what else like did you do AA? Did you do rehab? Did you do like any support groups? Or was this just like, on your own, um, figuring it out one day? To time? It was, yeah, it was, I did not do any of those things. And so listening to your podcast has been, I can just, it's like, I want to send those recordings to me back then. Um, because I was a little isolated in it. And I mean, I, I did it. I think that the extra support and understanding and people saying, yeah, me too. I think that that would have been nice. You know, um, I mean, once I, it's like, I kind of found the switch and just turned it off or, you know, like I was just, when I was done, it was like done. But yeah, I mean, now I'm finding more of the community and more of the people. And I just met a woman I emailed you about um, who just got through rehab. And so when I was like, oh, I have six years and she was like, you know, she just lit up like, oh, you know, you just, you just, you have a bond instantly with sobriety. I'm in a, I am now in a sober skydivers group called Skydivers Supporting Sobriety. I mean, there's, it's everywhere. I love it. And, That's awesome. Yeah, and my friend does a sober Sunday class at his CrossFit. So it's nice. I am finding my pockets of community and support because it's nice to feel that connection. And it's also nice now that I am six years out to kind of show people their other side is bright. You're not missing out on anything over there. I thought if I quit drinking, I would be missing out on something. And the truth is I was missing out on so much over there. So it's, I, I love it. so true. Yes. yes. I, I can totally agree with that part that I think so many of us have this fear, fear of missing out or fear that it's going to be a boring life. And we're like leaving so much behind when really it's, it's the opposite. You know, it, that's not fun or living when we're living in that space. We're living very small. And it's like, is it, was it really fun? You know, looking back, I'm like, no, it definitely wasn't fun. Question for you. So six years sober, do you have cravings and do you ever still romanticize alcohol? Oh, that's a great question. Does it go away? Like, I'm just curious. <laughs> okay. So what really weirded me out, you know, I know a lot of us have like the dreams of drinking and stuff. Those are so bizarre. So I don't really have those as frequently. Sometimes I, so I imagine sometimes what it would be like, like, I don't play the game of like, oh, I could just have one. I just think, what would it be like to pick up 
a drink and all I can, I can feel the next, then the next, then the next, then the next. It's still that same feeling where I know it's that it's none. I don't crave it. It's just kind of like my curiosity plays with just like that, not as like in a temptation way, but just in like a way of what would that feel like? And it's awful. So, um, yeah, so I don't say I, I don't feel like I crave it or think I could ever go back to it or whatever. Oh, my friend told me that's called playing the tape forward. Cause I was telling him that one day I'm like, Oh yeah, it'd be terrible. Cause it's, it's, I know it's not one. I know it's all of it. And that just feels gross. I don't want that. Right. Yeah. We, I always say like, I don't want one, I want 10. So therefore I have zero. Yes. And yeah. And I love that playing the tape forward. I use that all the time. I still do it to this day. If I remember, if I'm ever, you know, just having any feelings like that, it's like, okay, what is it going to look like if I drink and okay. Yeah, no, I definitely don't want that. Like it's, I never had one. It never was that. So it's not like all of a sudden I'm going to miraculously be able to like, I don't even want one, you know? Like, yes. There's no point. Yes. Yes. I yeah. completely agree. Sometimes I even, if I'm out, this happened to me like months ago, I was out to dinner with my boyfriend and there was like this other couple at the bar and she looked so pretty and she was drinking this like fancy cocktail and it was pink and I had like a sugared rim and I was like looking and I'm like, you know, for like a minute, I just was thinking not even that I wanted it, but like almost like she could have it and I can't. And, but then I was like, wait a minute, I'm going to play her tape forward. And this is like what I'll do. I'm like, she's probably going to have like three and then they're going to get in a fight and then she's going to be slurring and stumbling. And I mean, I don't know. I don't know that person, but I know really that would be me. Like that's just, it always started with such great intentions at the beginning of the night and whatever the night was. And I feel like I would you know, look good. I'd get all ready, spend all that time. And then like slowly it's like, I just morph into this like not good person and it's just, you know, embarrassing. And, and so I, there's a lot of like mind games and a lot of like talking ourselves, you know, having these conversations in our mind. You know, I always say it's like the devil and the angel on the shoulder. Like one's like, you're fine. It's just going to be a couple. Everybody's doing it. It's not going to hurt. You deserve it. Blah, 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 blah. And then like the other voice that's like, don't, you know, or maybe the devil saying that and the angel saying the the goods, you know, don't do it. It's not worth it. You know, it's only going to make you feel worse and all of those things. And so it's like, yes, okay, you're right. <laughs> you know, yeah. the alcohol definitely quiets that down. But then it's like, what you're saying is like, all the noise that you keep in your head, you're carrying this all the time. You're maintaining your drinking and that takes up all the space. That takes everything. And that takes away from the things that are actually meaningful to you in life. Like it crowds it all out. I had no idea how much, how much maintenance I was doing until it was gone. I was like, what? <laughs> wow there's so much more space in there to do, to see and do and think and feel so many more things than yeah. having to yeah, listen. Yeah, that's to a good it. point. 
Yeah, like the brain space that it takes up. It's like we don't even realize it at the time and how it does just, you know, I would try to like rush bedtime with my kids when they were like younger, you know, and looking back, I'm like just so pissed at myself. Like, you know, I've I've forgiven myself, but I would just be like, I can't wait till I could just drink this wine without anybody else talking to me. Like I'm going to hurry up and get them to bed where once I got sober and that was taken, that element was taken out of my life. I was like, let's read books before bed. Let's watch a movie and actually like be sitting with each other. It's just, it's so different, but you don't realize it like when you're in it really mm-hmm. until you move it. And then you're like, oh, wow. I have all this like space in my head and time. And, and that's why you got to also keep, keep busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know yeah, who you so are. Speaking of, of keeping busy, what do you, do for your time and hobbies? Do you do different stuff than what you did when you were drinking? Is yeah. Yes. Because when I was drinking, that's what I would do was drink, <laughs> go places to drink, be drinking. Oh my gosh. And now, um, so I live in Florida. So there's like, I go, there's like springs nearby. There's boardwalks by lakes. There's gardens. There's beach pool. There's I'm always outside skydiving, rollerblading, all of it. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Actually, speaking of skydiving, I saw a video of you the other day skydiving. And then what happened when you got to the bottom and to the land and landed? Um, so I actually went, I went, um, I actually jumped a tandem with my partner, Raz. And then when we, got to the ground he asked if i would marry him and we got engaged i said yes and he caught me completely by surprise it was so sweet and so fun and it like took my breath away (laughs) it took my breath away and it wasn't even me like just watching the video and i just was so happy for you because i'm like rachel's just so awesome and i know you know all the other girls you know from the bali retreat were saying the same thing. Like it was just, I really was, it just felt like this is like my best friend, like just got engaged. And I just was so happy for you to, to have that, you know, it's just so happy. Thank you. I wouldn't have something this beautiful and healthy and wonderful if I had alcohol in my life for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Feel you on that. Feel you on that. I'm excited. Thanks uh, for being excited. Yeah, no, it's so cool. So cool. And I just love the way he did it too. You know, that that's just, well, that's like what he does, right? Is like his business, but it's, it's just so cool. I don't know. I don't even know if I could ever do that because, you know, I am afraid of everything. So, um, <laughs> but you never know. I Maybe I will someday. Come down. <laughs> so if somebody is listening right now and they haven't quit drinking yet, they but they want to and they're, you know, have all the fears that, that you and I had, what would you want to tell them? Or what would you want to tell the version of you six and a half years ago? I like that question better. What would just kind of would be helpful for anyone who's struggling to stop? So what would you tell yourself, um, that version of you before you quit drinking? Oh, gosh. Okay. That is a great question. I mean, there's, it's just, you're worth it. You're worth fighting for. It's life is different with self-respect when you can look yourself in the mirror, when you don't feel like you have 
dual lives and things to hide and this shadow like that's on you. Um, it's worth, it's worth it. There's, you can just walk around life, just lit up. You can feel things. You don't have to be numb. There's support. There's love. There's, there's just so much more out there than just feeling that like residue on you all the time. Just give it a try. And sometimes trying to see the whole picture at once is overwhelming. So make it teeny, 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 tiny. Start the smallest way possible and then make the next small right decision. And then the next small one after that and just baby step, baby step through it. Don't look at the whole thing at once. That can be so overwhelming. Just, just the next little right thing. Yes, I love that. Just taking it really in like bite-sized pieces. You don't have to change everything overnight. Your life's not going to miraculously change overnight. We didn't just wake up one day and like be drinking the way we were. It, that was like a long process of years and years of like conditioning our brain and, and all of that. So we can't expect everything to just be better right away. So I love that little, little baby steps. And yes, we are all worth it. And we don't need to wake up every day, not liking ourselves before we even start the day. It doesn't have to be that way. So there it, it's possible. There is support. If Rachel and I can do it, then you all can do it too. So just reach out for help. Don't try to do this alone. And yeah, we're, we're rooting for all of you. Yes. Oh, so much. So, 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 so very much. Truly. I just, I feel like it's like the secret that we, that we unlocked. And now that's, I just want everybody to, to experience this. Yes. Can we, can I also just say I, hello to every single one of our Bali buddies and the women that supported us there and our other fellow travelers. I just, fell in love with each and every woman that we got to spend time with and everyone was so different and we had space like in the capacity to just hold each other and get to know each other and just I don't know I love all of you guys seriously so much and we're I want to be lifelong friends forever <laughs> take us back take us back please <laughs> actually I am going back next year but but it just won't be the same with all all of you ladies, but I know I'll meet like other incredible, amazing women, but still. And I feel like, so actually you and um, Sarah in particular really seem to make like a great connection. What do you think that was? I mean, sometimes I think just it happens or people just like click, but it was really special to see. It was like you guys had known each other forever. Yeah. I don't think? know. I think maybe. So that? Oh, sorry. kind of cut. Um, I think maybe we're both just the kind of people who are high energy and kind of too much in a lot of situations. Uh, I don't know. And maybe that's kind of what we saw in each other. And that kind of drew us into each other. I don't know. But yeah, it, she she's she's just wonderful. And we had so much fun. And I have to watch my waterfall video with her. Actually, we have a few waterfall videos. But anyway, she just cracks me up. And she's just so sweet. Heart of gold. And just, yeah, high energy. And just, it was also really, really nice to witness her pain and be there for all that too, because there's a lot she's carrying. So I feel like being present for her releasing a lot of that was really an honor. 
really, really good yeah. to be there for that too. So true. Absolutely. Yeah. She was awesome. Love her. <clears throat> yes. Well, thank you so much, Rachel, for being here and taking time out of your life to be here and to share your story of strength and perseverance. And I'm sure, you know, even if it inspires just one person listening, it's, it's so worth it. So thank you. Uh, thank you. It's been a real pleasure to be here. And yeah, I've really enjoyed this and I will love tuning into your episodes. It's just really amazing watching you expand and grow and conquer fears and inspire people, myself included. So thank you for everything you do. Thank you. Thanks, Rachel. And thank you, everybody. And thank you so much for listening and reach out if you need help. And thank you. Yes. Toodles. Thanks. Thanks.